Where is the poison? The battle of wits has begun. It ends when you decide and we both drink and find out who is right and who is dead. But it's so simple. All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you the sort of man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies? Now, a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You've made your decision then? <laughs> not remotely. Because Iocane comes from Australia, as everyone knows. And Australia is entirely peopled with criminals. And criminals are used to having people not trust them, as you are not trusted by me, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going! Where was I? Australia. Yes, Australia. And you must have suspected I would have known the powder's origin, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You're just stalling now. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? You've beaten my giant, which means you're exceptionally strong. So you could have put the poison in your own goblet, trusting on your strength to save you, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you've also bested my Spaniard, which means you must have studied. And in studying, you must have learned that man is mortal, so you would have put the poison as far from yourself as possible, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You're trying to trick me into giving away something. It won't work. It has worked! You've given everything away! I know where the poison is! Then make your choice. I will! And I choose... What in the world can that be? What? Where? I don't see anything. Oh, well, I, I could have sworn I saw something. I, no matter. <laughs> What's so funny? I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. First, let's drink. Me from my glass, and you from yours. You guessed wrong. You only think I guessed wrong. That's what's so funny. I switched glasses when your back was turned. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> And that is our joygasm moment to kick off this particular episode. And I thought, you know, because this is a new segment, I couldn't think of a better first outing than the Princess Bride. That would be a good first segment and a good first movie. How old were you when you saw that movie? Oof. Oh, man. I would have to say probably... Oh, man. Have to be like third grade-ish around there, somewhere. I mean, we were ju we, we were definitely in elementary school. Yeah. I mean, we, we were... I, I wonder if you were in first grade the first time you saw that. Perhaps. Because I think I was in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that movie has been one of the, the staples of our family growing up. I mean, the, everybody just absolutely loves that film. We've watched it so many times. And that particular sequence, I mean, just if you were to talk to anybody who's a movie lover and has seen The Princess Bride, I mean, that was just one of the most memorable moments 
of that film, which is saying something because that film has several memorable moments in it. I mean, it's probably one of the most quoted movies out there, I would say. Especially when your middle name is Wesley, like mine. Oh. <laughs> oh, my sweet Wesley. My sweet Wesley. Anyway, you are listening to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, Xbox Live, Toaster360. He's Steve, Xbox Live, Stevevich. And the journey to geek mecca is right around the corner in episode 130 today, July 11th, 2019. We have a fun-filled show for you today that is going to forego any gaming or movie news. We're going to actually catch up with each other and then go into um, our topic of the day, which is the San Diego Comic-Con 2019 expectations. And you are welcome to fast forward to it if you look at the timestamps located in this episode's detailed section of iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Otherwise, just keep on listening. So, Steve... Yeah. Happy Friday to you, good sir. Happy Friday to you. You've got a, a lively red-colored company shirt on. You're, you're looking quite the, the company yeah, man today. Yeah, yeah, I am uh, brandishing my company colors. Uh, it fits <laughs> you nicely over there, I must say. Uh, matches my complexion, too. Mm. I wouldn't say you're that red. Oh, uh, yeah, not, not well. Yeah, I'm not yet. No, no. Wait till I get hot and sweaty, Russ. Actually, I just realized if you were to wear shirts that red, it actually makes your face just look white instead of of the uh, the cherub blushy red that you always have. <laughs> the brushing blah uh, blide brushing brushing blushing bride to be. There we go. Well, I'm <laughs> assuming every bride has to do some brushing. Uh, yes, before she's blushing. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> brain was doing cartwheels all over those words <laughs> so what's new with you steve let's see well i let's see here i've been playing the only game i've really been playing this week because I, I i finished my spider pie i remember i've been playing call of duty world war ii you have it's been the only game russ that game came out in November of last year. Is that right? Mm, yeah, it was about a, yeah, it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know it's it's not the greatest. I'll be honest, you know, but they did do a good job on the sound. I will say the sound is pretty darn cool, especially when you crank it up. Um, a lot of the like the explosions and stuff are real bass heavy, but not overly done so. Like it doesn't it doesn't cause distortion, but it is good. I mean, it feels like you're you're there. That being said, though, like the cutscenes when you're talking to your 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 posse, your gang, mm-hmm. your company, mm-hmm. Russ, if you will, mm-hmm. it's uh, not so good. It's um, I mean, it's not terrible. It's just kind of like they they they're kind of jittery a little bit. The actual models they use for their faces are are good. They're believable, but everyone just I don't know. It's but I mean it, it, it's I didn't I'm not going to say it's a ten out of ten game or anything, but I mean I'm having fun with it. But I, I and but the sound to me means more than the graphics, so I I am I am enjoying it. Yeah, the sound in the Call of Duty franchise has always been top tier, in my opinion. I think every game I've played of theirs, the sound is just. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to have a surround sound system. If you just have a stereo system, it's still really intense, and everything just sounds epic and. So that's really good. I remember that game being shown, and I had some interest in checking it out, but it, it wasn't a game that grabbed me, I guess you could say. 
I think that there are certain Call of Duty titles in the past that I was like, ooh, I cannot wait to play that game. Same with like Battlefield. You know, there's certain Battlefield titles that come out. It's like, ooh, you know what? I'm, I'm very interested in playing that game. Hmm. What else is going on with you, Steve? Well, I've been doing a lot of Netflix and chilling with my uh, my Longmire. Steve, you understand what Netflix and chill means, don't you? <laughs> I know what it means for me. Uh, I know what it means for me. that makes it even more creepy in its own way. <laughs> well, what do you, I don't even know if I want to ask. What are you doing over there by yourself? <laughs> so, Crying out loud. I mean, it, it is just a, an easy show to watch. You can set your brain at the door. They film it on location, so it's a, it's a lot of beautiful outdoorsy scenes. You know, it's like your your hometown cop show. You don't have mm-hmm. to. It's not too action packed, but the acting is fine. And it's it's like it's not terrible, but it, it's actually good. Not Oscar worthy acting, but it's just something you can like settle down your day with. Maybe sip on a little something, something. You know, eat a snack, maybe some popcorn. That's what I'm talking about. Well, maybe maybe perhaps a, a better way of describing would be you're you're watching Netflix and relaxing. Because the universal understanding of what you just said uh, means something else entirely. When you're by yourself, that sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch anything else, Steve? Uh, or did you no. mainly chill? I just uh, chilled. <laughs> Man. Anything else? Mm. No, I have movies that are coming in, though. Good. I think there actually might be some for you downstairs. There is, Russ. Oh. Depending on when that got here, too. I'm always kind of wondering when you check your mail. You know, my wife is the one who's the mail checker. Oh, blame the wife. I'm not blaming. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of impressive because, <laughs> you know, back in the day when I was a teenager and I'd be living at home, I tended to, like, really be excited to go get the mail. But now I'm married to someone who's even more into getting the mail than I am. So I probably get the mail like 2% of the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, for me, are you interested to know what uh, is new with me there? Marginally. No, I'm just kidding. Marginally. Yes, I, yeah, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been making more progress on our Skyline Diffuser. Oh. I've been do, like, tapping into my inner karate kid mm. and doing the wax on, wax off. Mm. My aforementioned lovely wife found a really compatible furniture wood chalk wax. And it was a challenge for us because I wanted to be able to stain or wax or do something to the wood blocks because... As we talked about in the past, I have now cut, I think, over 700 blocks and sanded each and every one of them, all faces. And it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> I should have some sort of Xbox achievement that appears above my <laughs> head for that. But if only, if only. But the thing is, is that I want to make sure that the wood is maintained for the long term. And so we were looking at things, we were doing some tests, and certain things weren't working. Well, she found this one, works perfectly. So, we are getting caught up on that, and uh, so that's good. You know, we're, we're making progress on that. I have also watched Alien Covenant. If you recall, last week I had watched Aliens and um, Prometheus, mm-hmm. which I I've, I've seen multiple times already, but I wanted to see it um, it's just kind of as a refresher because I'm currently making my way through Alien Isolation. And I realized I had not seen Alien Covenant, so I checked that one out. That has got some brutal 
uh, death no, sequences. You in gotta there. be kidding me, Russ. It kind of tames the other ones. I gotta say. I mean, they're they're all pretty uh, grimace inducing and make you squirm in your seat. And I figure to be on par with Little Mermaid. No, yeah, maybe if uh, Ursula was a little more edgy. <laughs> Because she's kind of got those tentacle things going. You know, she, she's uh, a little nasty like an alien. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Tentacles. Okay, that. Okay, this reminded me of... Uh, tentacles, uh, Netflix and chill. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> Not where you're going. <laughs> I got to tell you, the other... When we were twitching the other night with Big Baby Moose. Yes. And fam. Mm-hmm. I was so hungry after that gaming episode, I kept saying like, man, I'm getting hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So what had happened was for all those who had not joined us uh-huh. on Twitch. So we were on this fishing escapade to, to, to find all these fish. And I was the cook, the herd, the herd, the Swedish chef or yeah, whatever. Swedish chef, pirate chef, uh, with my clean hook and sword and cutting sushi, whatever. Unnecessarily throwing food and ingredients <laughs> yeah, exactly. everywhere. So what had happened was so so Sea of Thieves put the cooking in the show. That's no secret. Mm-hmm. But what they did exceptionally well was they made a sound as if you were just to lay a big fat strip of bacon in the frying pan. And they have a few different types of sounds of that, but it's basically the same thing. So who doesn't love bacon, Russ? I know. So you multiply that sound times like 32. And I was feeling some freaking bacon and fried chicken by the time that was done. But when we finally finished the game, it was like midnight. So I'm thinking, oh, I can't like get a meal. I'm just going to go to bed. So I just got like, you know, slices of cheese. And uh, then I went to sleep. Well, I woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning, my stomach like trying to claw its way out of me, alien isolation style. Uh I'm like, man, I'm starving right now. So I had to go get another snack and then go back to bed. And then I woke up in a big grog. Uh, wait, you woke up and you had a big grog? I, I, I woke up in like this grog. like. Uh, oh, know. oh, I thought you meant like you had a beer. Because, <laughs> you know, I think they what call it. What better way to start off the day? Well, that's the thing is like, I remember, like, I think they call it grog in the game, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. So actually, when, yeah. when you said that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> like you woke up, you're like, I'm going to have myself a beer. Oh, boy. Clients will love me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about our products. <laughs> Would you go so far to say, Steve, that being the honorary cook slash chef in Sea of Thieves, being able to listen to those sounds and learn how to cook the Megalodon meat as well as the various fish that we provided, would you say that was your joygasm of the week? That probably was my joygasm of the week, Raj. Because you were very by, happy. Followed by the opposite of a joygasm of the week <laughs> as far as how hungry and friggin' famished I was. <laughs> it's understandable, Steve. Now, let's see here. Oh, an accomplishment that I did do this week was I beat the trials in Peggle 2. And this is a big deal because in the adventure mode, you have various characters, and I really do love all the characters they came up with. Right. You can go through and you beat the different levels or stages with the characters themselves. Once you do that, then it unlocks what's called the trials of each character. Oh. And each trial section 
consists of 10 stages. This is kind of like the Game Plus diehard version of Peggle. I realize you've been taking some time away from the family to really strategize on this one, Russ. Well, Steve, actually, I have been playing with my Dolta. <laughs> the Dolta. And we have together been making our way slowly but surely through it. She's been playing some as well. And I'm happy to say that we made it through. I got an achievement for it. It's actually probably one of the most rare achievements I have received on Xbox Live. I think, if I remember correctly, I want to say the rarity of it was somewhere around like 1.87 something or other. I mean, it was pretty low. So I felt pretty accomplished about that. I'm here to tell you, I mean, that, that one was in the running, I've got to say, for my personal joygasm of the week. But there was something else that transpired yesterday, Steve. Do tell. Well, I'm conflicted to tell you about it now versus when we get into our topic of the okay, day. Okay, fine. Maybe I'll, tell, I'll wait until we get to the topic of the day and then I'll spill the beans on it there, Steve. Finally, I also played some more Team Sonic Racing, making my way through it. That's just, again, it's a fun, casual game just to play. Like, if you don't want to like be too committed onto something intense and you want to play it, you need to play more of it, Steve. And I'll have you know I have figured out how to upgrade all the vehicles. Oh, that, that sounds enticing, Russ. In indeed. Well, try and avoid the comic crud. It's time for the topic of the day. Our topic of the day is the San Diego Comic-Con 2019 expectations. And how to keep your hygiene. Exactly. <laughs> so there, I'm actually really excited to talk about this for a number of reasons. One of the reasons that I'm actually not excited is that you will unfortunately not be joining I me. I won't be there. On this geek pilgrimage to the Holy Lands. Get someone else to be your mule this time, Russ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mention that because there are actually a lot of the voice actors from the Batman games that are going to be there. I am not going to be taking statues with me to have them be <laughs> autographed. That's just, no, way too much. I'm going I'm to wait and hope that they will eventually make the rounds over here to a more local Comic-Con and then we'll do it that way, but... I am excited about this because this is the first time in quite some time that I have uh, returned or will be returning to San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. The last time I went was back in 2014. And it was actually the year that my wife was uh, pregnant mm. with my lovely daughter. And you made her stand in line. We, I, <laughs> we actually spent the night in line with her about nice. six months pregnant. <clears throat> Somewhere around there. Such a good husband. I know. <laughs> yeah. Looking back on that, I'm, I just, we should have just stayed at the hotel and be like, eh, no. But I am making my triumphant return back to it. And I'm very curious to see how everything is going to be because a lot of things have changed over the years. Back in the day, was that you? That was me. Oh, my goodness. Was that your, your, 
food coming up to say hello? My body does things. I don't question it. I just accept it. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Well, back in the day, what usually would happen is a lot of people would stay in lines overnight or they would get up super early in the morning. In fact, I remember the first time I went to Comic-Con SDCC in particular was in 2012. And it was there that I was just kind of taking notes, trying to learn how this whole shebang works. And so it was, it was a bit overwhelming. I got to say, in fact, it's, it's overwhelming every year, but the idea was the earlier that you would get into lines, the better chance you would have at drawing at various lotteries for autographs that would take place either for Warner Brothers or 20th Century Fox or Nickelodeon or Lego. You know, they, they had all kinds of different drawings. But the problem with that is that people started to catch on. And so you had every year people showing up and getting in line earlier and earlier and earlier. So, for instance, in 2013 it was we started to get in lines earlier and we were able to actually get quite a few things. But then by 2014, people had caught on and people were getting in line and sometimes even spending the night in line all night for whatever it was that they were trying to get. And so no one ever really got ahead in terms of what they wanted to to draw because everybody was just, you know, it was just this competition. Competition sleep fest. It was. And believe me, it was not fun sleeping on the grass. It was, it was no bueno, especially around uh, folks who have questionable hygiene. Right. Well, well maybe you could feel like uh, you were sleeping with Red Dead Redemption, Russ. Hey, style, that, you, you know, know? I, I like your thinking. However, back in the day, that's, how, that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. One of the big changes that has occurred, I want to say just last year, is the commission of SDCC totally revamped how this thing works. They started giving out uh, pillows from all the... uh, No. Like the recycled pillows you get from the airlines? No, no. Ah, not not nice, huh? No, no. What they have done now is when you get your badges and that sort of thing, they will email you a list of, I guess they're tokens or credits, something along those lines. But the idea is, is that... (laughs) Loot boxes. Instead, well... (laughs) What was crazy back in the day was that when you stood in line, you actually didn't know what the companies were going to be offering. You didn't know what the studios were going to be offering either. And so the day of, like, it was kind of like past word of mouth, like, oh, I found out it's going to be this or that or whatever. And so then it would kind of drum up um, excitement. However, you could never, ever plan for anything on any given day. That has all changed now because, are you okay over there, Steve? Yeah, I'm stretching a little bit. Oh, good. The cool thing about now is you have the ability to look at every company and studio's schedule for the entire week and therefore make your own schedule. It's like it should have been there to begin with. Absolutely. It's been a long time coming. And it's just super cool because then it alleviates the need to have to wait hours upon hours upon hours in most of the lines and it allows you to plan ahead in terms of what it is you're, you're really trying to go for. So online, they'll, like I said earlier, they'll give you a certain amount of tokens and then they'll give you a list of all the different types of signings and swag and that sort of thing that all of the companies are going to offer. So then you can decide how many tokens do you want to allocate toward each thing? Well, Steve. Hmm. It works out really, really well because then you can find out precisely what's going to happen. 
This then leads me to my particular joygasm of the week, which is I found out what it was that I got from my tokens because it's a complete lottery system. You don't know what's going to happen because once everybody puts their tokens in, then the commission then through some sort of randomized lottery system will draw who actually won things that they had signed up for with their tokens. So it's no guarantee you're going to get anything. Yeah, I don't know about that, bro. Well, what's nice about it is it gives everybody a fair chance as opposed to in, in the old model where like people who were, you know, in the front half of the line was guaranteed more or less getting, you know, drawing a lottery for themselves and then everybody else was out of luck. This really evens the playing field. Well, my joygasm of the week, Steve, is that one of the items that I am confirmed for is a Keanu Reeves kiss on the cheek. No, no. It is a Game of Thrones signing. Oh, I know how you love Game of Thrones. Game of friggin' Thrones, Steve. What's crazy about it is that the there's a large portion of the cast and the producers oh. who are going to be autographing a Game of Thrones poster. And the big thing about this is, and you know, full disclosure, I actually stopped watching Game of Thrones, I think like two or three years ago. Uh, so I'm not caught up on like all the stuff that went down recently. However, back in the day, I did watch several seasons of the show, starting with the first season. And every time I would go to Comic-Con, I would try to score a Game of Thrones signing. And it was the one of the most popular things that everybody went for. And I never, ever could get it. I mean, this was one of the things that people would actually spend the night in line to try and get. I just want to get a dragon egg. That's what I want to get. That's it, bro. So I, I, would, I would trade a, a signing and a meeting. You want to moonlight as the mother of dragons, don't you? Uh, yeah. You'd look pretty hot in a little, uh, what is it, a toga? Toga and a uh, really blonde, dyed, yeah. long wig. Platinum blonde. Yep. Yeah. Got it. I think you could rock it. Dye my chest hair blonde, too. Platinum blonde chest hair. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm super stoked about that just because there are so many talented folks who have been a part of that show for the last, man, I want to say 10 years or something. It's been a long time. And I never thought that would happen. And so it did. And I'm just like, wow. I stopped watching, I I forgot what season it was, but I remember what happened, which was the the brother, the Lannister, who I think was sleeping with his sister. (laughs) That was in season one. No, no, the act, the character, yes. Yeah. Who's been, they finally, uh, they got him out of prison or something, and then he met the the really tall sword, uh, swordsman woman. And she was like his body, not necessarily a bodyguard, but his uh, escort back. And Uh then anyway, that was the season. That was the last season that I watched. That was it. If I had to guess, that was probably around season four. Probably season four. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Winter never came though. So the other thing that I did. (laughs) Yeah. Winter kept saying it was going to come. I I hear it, it. It does eventually. But, uh, the other thing that I also scored was a Funko Pop SDCC exclusive. I know you like those Funkos. I do have an Invader Zim Funko. That, okay. Now you are speaking my language. I thought you'd be a little excited yeah. about that. I can't get excited about a lot of the Funkos with those Star Wars. I mean, they, you know, they, they make it so many Funkos, but Invader Zim, that... Let me tell you, this, yeah. is a, this is a proper 
Funko Pop because what about a, what about a uh, a Gur? Can you get a Funko Pop Gur? My Invader Zim Funko Pop comes with a Gur on his head. Nice. And not only does it come with a Gur, it also comes with a certain pig. I have <laughs> Invader Zim riding the pig with Gur nice. in that big That's moment so where nice. like they're diving toward the ground and they're freaking out and Gur is like laughing maniacally at his face. Uh, you know, being 38 years old, I would still be okay buying a Gur stuffed animal. Of course, it's Invader Zim. <laughs> All the characters in that that cartoon are fantastic, <laughs> but it needs to be one of those <laughs> stuffed animals with like the pull string in the back because he needs to say something. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that's a big deal because there are folks who actually will score nothing at all in this lottery. Hmm. Um, and there are folks like some, some of the friends that we have been joining. For instance, our good old friend Brad is going to be at San Diego Comic Con, and I believe he won something, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, it, uh, it, it's good to say right now. I'm going to be in San Diego all week next week, which means that you and I can't do our podcast mm, next week. So, what, well, actually, what's going to happen is, is I'm planning on uh, doing that particular episode with Bradley. Bradley, he's going to be there. So, if I figured, hey, might as well take the gear, go down there, and one of these days, uh, you know, once uh, Comic Con has drawn to a close for the evening, we can give our spout off of uh, what happened. Tell the ladies to go do a girls' night, so you guys can have the hotel room by yourselves. Exactly. Hey, be able to do it that way. There's there's no uh, interruption to your regularly scheduled Joygasm program. So wait a minute. So you only get two, you only got two things with the tokens, or do you get anything else with the tokens? So those are the two things that I'm guaranteed to get. So uh, when I go there, I don't have to like hope and pray like, oh, I hope I get this. It's it's not the case. I'm actually, no, you are like, when I get there, I can just show them my confirmation and they will give me a snazzy wristband, I'm sure. And they'll say, show up at this time and get ready to rub elbows with them, celebrities. <laughs> so the only thing is, is um, they, they have released a list of the different cast members in there. And there are certain cast members that will not be there, unfortunately. Like, for instance, uh, Amelia Clark, who plays the Mother of Dragons. Oh, what? She's not going to be there. Uh, Tyrion Lannister, a.k.a. Peter Dinklage, is not going to be there. Whatever. You know, I saw a Facebook post on this this last season that was out. Someone said, if this guy dies, I'm not watching the show. I, I would be inclined to agree because there are several characters that kept perishing that I'm like, dude, I like that person. And now they're gone. Like it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very novel approach to how the uh, characters survive or not survive. But anyway, there were um, a number of, of different, like Jon Snow. Jon Snow's not going to be there. What about, so, uh, what, what's his, what's his face? Uh, oh, nuts. What's his name? Um, Bean, the, uh, he was, he was in the first season. He got killed. He was in Ronan. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. No, he's not. He. I don't think he's been at those signings since after the first season. Because he. I mean, let's face it. He, he's not really in the the show after the first season. Hey, it's gonna be cool to see him. It, oh, absolutely. It'd be fantastic he, to see him. He was Boromir. Absolutely. Lord of the Rings. Come on, Shawnee. He was. Now, there will be, I think, between eight to ten cast members that will be there for the signing. And so that's really cool. And I'm, I, for one, am looking forward to being able to, to just 
have that because if for nothing else, like I said, like I worked so hard to try and get one of those back in the day and I failed. And now it's like, what the heck? Like I, I stopped watching the show and now I, I scored the, the poster. It's kind of like if you have these pay to win games and you've been losing the entire time and then you finally put in five bucks and all of a sudden you start winning the game again. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought it would be fun to kind of go over some of the stuff that is going on and will be available at this year's SDCC. So we've already mentioned Funko. They have a, a number of different Funkos that are going on. And I've learned about how Funko does this thing where they have certain toys that are available at certain businesses. So like, for instance, Walmart will carry only ver like ver certain versions of Funko or GameStop will only, you know, they'll carry certain Funko Pop toys. What's interesting is that then they will take those same toys and they will sell them at San Diego Comic-Con, but the box art will be different and they'll have like a sticker on there that says SDCC 2019. And apparently the, the interest from a lot of the hardcore collectors of Funko Pop, they really go for more of the collector's edition of those same toys. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see just what they have. But I, but I, you know, just judging from the list, I mean, I'm going to be kind of going down looking at just which ones I should get because they, they're bringing a lot. There's going to be quite a selection there. And of course, if you guys are interested in checking out what it is, you can easily Google that because they're making all of their uh, items known to you, you fine folks out there. Now, Lego is another one. Lego, I've always loved Lego. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit over at Lego. How could you possibly be over Legos, do you? All the, uh, the foot scratches and bruises from stepping on them have healed and, you know, don't care to get any back, you know? Anyway, Lego has always been one of the most popular booths to go check out because they do have Comic-Con exclusives. Now, this year, of course, is no exception. What they tend to do is they have these minifigures that they I think they only make one of, and they have a grouping of them. They have like, you know, I don't know, between eight to ten of them. And each year they have a, a different set that they that they let people join a lottery for and then they draw a winner and if you recall or may not i don't know if you recall this to you <laughs> i actually won sh uh Shazam! back in the day and then i didn't even know who that character oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah i remember you saying that and you ebayed the thing right i did yeah so there is one that i'm hoping to get this time and it is the spider-man minifigure from the ps4 game it looks pretty cool. I was thinking, you know what? I, if I were to win that, I would not put it on eBay. I would I would hold on to that one because that's one I I think I would have an attachment to, Steve. Okay. But they do have other minifigures um, that they'll be giving away. I, th I do think that they are doing um, a different version of the Shazam figure. <laughs> so anyway, in addition to that, though, of course, they're going to be having all kinds of other stuff. Now, Hasbro is going to be bit there as they always are. They are no, they are also extremely popular. Tons of toys, that sort of thing. What I found to be interesting is that you're having a lot of the comic book heavy hitters mm. making time for no. SDCC. They're, that's impossible. What's interesting about it is, in my experience, they're not all there together. But they're all there for money, Russ. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes they're absent. Like, they don't have any kind of presence. So, like, this year, 
Mark Silvestri will be there. And he's one of my absolute favorite comic book artists. He's the one who did uh, Cyber Force for Image Comics. I was a huge fan of. He and Jim Lee were my two favorite uh, artists. But Jim Lee, of course, you know he's going to be there as well. Todd McFarlane is going to be there. Oh, you got to go see Todd. He's, I'm sure he's going to be swamped. Um, but if you walk past Jim Lee, you got to give him like one of those uh, beat your heart, throw up the peace sign. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Hey, uh, Jim, I put you on Twitter, buddy. Huh? <laughs> I'm sure he'll remember me from the <laughs> legion of fans he has. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, no, it's very interesting. In fact, people have started talking about it a little bit on Twitter about how, um, especially with Image, there, there, there it is again. There, still indigestion is gurgling up to say hello. It wants to be part of the program. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, a lot of the folks who um, found an image comics are going to be making an appearance there, and of course, they're making an image at Comic Con. Rose, they're going to be making an image out of image. But I think one of the things to keep in mind is. Comic-Con, is for, for all these celebrities and, and professionals, it's a networking thing for them. For, for the fans, we're just there and we're just totally eating up everything that, that they have to offer. But I do think that when there are certain projects or propositions that are amiss, I do think that when you start seeing certain key individuals showing up at the same place, I think that there's a high likelihood of some kind of amazing magical sauce that they might be cooking up. So anyway, um, of course, Marvel will have a presence there. They have a lot of stuff that they're going to be giving away and, and selling on the selling side. Um, I'm really interested in quite a few of their t-shirts. There's a, uh, you got to see how much one is Russ. You, there's one that's a, um, as guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. I kind of want that one. Yeah. But actually I'm glad you brought that up because if you want anything, you need to tell me. So that way I can make a note of it because it's going to be absolutely pandemonium, but, but not if it's like crazy expensive. I mean, it's a t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'll find out how much it is, but there are, I mean, I would say for myself, there's probably like at least five different t-shirts yeah. on there that I think are really fun. Like that one where, where it says America's ass from uh, Avengers Endgame, but then <laughs> it like, says language over the front. I thought that was fun. <laughs> There's a few that, that are pretty creative that I, I definitely would like to wear to like the next Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. And they also have pins, which normally I'm not a big pin guy. You're a big flare kind of guy, Russ. <sighs> I like it when the, when the flare <laughs> is of a certain type. But looking at what they do have, I was thinking, okay, that'd be, be kind of fun. I was actually thinking if I'm able to score some of that, perhaps we can give that away on a future episode of Joygasm. I think that'd be the pretty fun to do hmm. and they have the comic book exclusives um hall h are you are you familiar or do you recall when i have described to you what hall h i is? remember you describing what hall h is that's where like everything goes down right that is the hall of halls <laughs> to be in and, and, and consequently it's actually the hardest hall to get into because everybody wants to get in there that's where the biggest announcements get made the biggest thing about marvel this year is they have not disclosed what phase four of the MCU right. will include. Yeah. Because Spider-Man Far From Home has just come out and there hasn't been anything else that has been announced. So for that particular part of it, I, I have just <laughs> accepted the fact that I will not get into Hall H. However, I will be keeping my eyes glued to social media because the instant 
anything is announced, I mean, everybody is just going to blow up the Twitter feed and everything else saying, oh, this is what it is. And people are wondering how many films are that are going to be um, announced, if any, because also there is a D23 conference that's happening in August, and that is the Disney conference, right. which we've talked about in the past. So I don't know if they're going to be making any big announcements of Phase 4 at SDCC or if they're going to hold off on that and see what happens with uh, with D23. However, I believe it is confirmed that the Russo brothers will be in Hall H along with Kevin Feige. So we're going to see what that's I, about. I thought they were done with it, though. I remember I watched something on YouTube that said, yeah, you know, we, we got to the top and we're glad of what we did and we're going to move on. Well, that's why everybody is curious what they're going to talk about. Disney Alvarez, more money. <laughs> and so we're back. By the way, did you know that Avengers Endgame, I think, at the start of this week, I think it was only, I think, $15 million away from beating Avatar as like the international absolute number one movie of all time. Yeah, I, I, I definitely heard that. I'm, I'm just surprised it hasn't beaten Avatar yet, though. I mean, I'm well, let me put it this way. I'm surprised Avatar got as much money as it did. I, just, yeah, I you, really you didn't mentioned care that for that movie. Yeah, so. Well. Now, Square Enix moving on from uh, Marvel. Oh, slightly. Square Enix is bringing the cast of their upcoming game, Marvel's Avengers, to SDCC. So basically all those voice actors that we saw at E3 will be there and they'll be doing a signing. You may have a chance to be able, well, you meaning, <laughs> you meaning hey, me. I'm not going to have a chance, Russ. <laughs> I may have a chance to try and get a signing from all of them. Uh, plus they're going to have booth giveaways, merch and more. What about uh, the cast of Red Dead Redemption, Russ? Roger Clark, is he going to be there? Now that I do not know. That would be pretty sweet. It's interesting that you bring that up because I have been trying to scour the Comic-Con website and find out just which voice actors are going to have a booth. And um, Roger Clark is one of the people who I'm hoping will come because he's been quite active on the Comic-Con circuit. I mean, especially on the East Coast. I mean, he's... I would say within the last, like, two months alone, he has visited, I think, three or four different Comic-Cons. Well, pretty much anybody who's a voice actor on that game, period, you have to go by and meet. Everyone does a... Okay, I'm, I'm diverted. Well, and they may have gone to the SDCC uh, maybe last year or the year right. before. And I don't know where they all live either. Oh, you don't? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've been able to create a map of other different addresses. <laughs> I started trolling their Facebook pages and I created this triangular section of the United States. <laughs> I triangulated their positions. So uh, going back to Square Enix, they, um, they're bringing the upcoming Marvel's Avengers game to San Diego Comic-Con as well, which I think is really cool. But apparently they're going to have costumes and more. They also have giveaways and photo ops for Final Fantasy. He's looking up. He's pondering the opportunity. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We have brand new life-size cardboard cutouts of Cloud Strife. <laughs> I was totally thinking that. I was thinking if they have something like that, I'm going to try and get Steve one, and then it'll just be like nostalgia all over again. <laughs> so uh, now did you did you see the, the announcement about John Wick? No. Oh. 
they. Oh, 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 no, I saw something that said uh, there's like this this little map that you can find for like, where is John Wick? Find John Wick sort of thing. That's right. That, that's what I heard. Of. Is there anything different than that? No, it's a find John Wick in San Diego Comic-Con scavenger hunt and win big. So the idea is, is that they have three different locations and each location will provide you another clue. Right. The first person, or maybe perhaps it's a group of people that they cap off with, but when you find, when you receive all three different items, apparently like each location that you find, they'll give you another like item of some kind. When you find all three, you take a picture of yourself with those three items, put a special hashtag in, and then apparently you get to meet the composer of John Wick. Which, okay. uh, if I'm not mistaken, is Tyler Bates. Let me let me make sure here. I, I will. Yeah. Okay. Friday, July 19th, one lucky random winner will get to meet Tyler Bates, the composer of the John Wick trilogy, and get a personalized signed vinyl of John Wick, as well as a signed sheet of music. And pet John Wick's dog. Attaboy. But I thought that's actually really cool because, I mean, for me being a soundtrack guy, like, yeah, Russ, I may actually have a shot at winning that. See, here's the deal. You have like 200,000 people descending upon the San Diego Convention Center. That's a lot of people. And granted, there are a lot, and I mean a lot of events that are going on over the course of the week. However, you have just a ton of people, Steve. It's a lot of comic crud. That's a lot of crud. It's a lot of comic crud. It's a lot of breathing in other people's air. A lot of meat sacks squished together, breathing each other's air. But you know what? They are the nicest group <laughs> of meat sacks. Hey, <laughs> what'd you score? Hey, guys. I just got this autograph. It's pretty cool. I just ran over here from the hotel. And then, uh, I'm just kind of sweaty. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, sorry. I'm dripping a little bit. Oh. Or like you have the uh, absent-minded body rubs against each other. <laughs> like, uh, oh, excuse me, sorry for yeah, sorry in about here. that. <laughs> uh, so Purell, <laughs> Purell. Now, I am also very excited to talk about Mondo because Mondo is a print company that right. back in the day when I was going to the various comic cons. Mondo. They were one of the places that if you wanted a quality print from some of the really popular artists out there, that's where you'd go. However, there was a key individual that departed from Mondo. And ever since that happened, I want to say it was probably around 2015, somewhere-ish around there. Um, I have really not been into their offerings over the last several years. However, this year... They have turned over a new leaf, Steve. They have, I will say, probably, man, close to 10 prints that mm. I really want. Oh, man. That's a lot. That's saying something. They have stuff from Jim Lee. And they have stuff from Matt Taylor, who I know you're not familiar with, but people who uh, love to collect prints. I mean, he is one of the big ones. There's a fantastic Batman variant by a newcomer I'm not familiar with. His name is Greg Ruth. Now, they do have an awesome print of Metal Gear Solid. 
I think I, I saw that one. Did you see that one? I think I did. It has like it's a um, big red one. It has, yeah. has uh, the mech and, and it shows uh, Solid Snake along with uh, yeah, Gray Fox. And right. um, what was the guy with who was topless with the long white hair? It reminds me a little bit of Sephiroth, but it wasn't. It was it was the main, I think, uh, rival villain dude, Nemesis. I can't remember his name. It's been a long time since I played the original Metal Gear Solid. I don't remember. Well, anyway, he's on the print. Looks fantastic. I mean, Steve, there are prints that look so good. I may even get a Detective Pikachu print. Oh, gosh. Ross, please, don't bring anything. I'm, you know, I may just get one please. for you. I may actually sneak uh, into your bedroom and uh, tack it up to the ceiling for you to look at. Oh, my gosh. There. That would be, <laughs> I would wake up in a panic and like fighting mode. What is that? <laughs> that would be like the worst weekend ever. I know you would do it on a weekend too. I would. I totally would. Because on a weekday, I'm getting up early and I'm all, you know, just disheveled. I wouldn't even notice on the weekend after I've slept. And I, know. In. I know. They also have a vinyl soundtrack of the Metal Gear Solid game. Vinyl? Yes. Oh, Old school records. Gosh, because everyone has those nowadays. Well, I would say uh, that there are, a, <laughs> there's actually quite a demand for them. It's one of those things where like, when you have a certain technology or medium that is no longer the thing, like no one uses anymore, it becomes vintage. And then it actually like causes people to really be into collecting those things. So like, you know, record players, for instance, no one ever uses anymore, but especially nowadays, there has been this revival of interest where people really want to be able to have some kind of spinner or record player or whatever, and then actually collect certain vinyls, whether they're like the original old school LPs from various artists back in like the seventies or just, just brand spanking new soundtracks or, or whatever that are just happen to be in a record format as opposed to being in a digital download or a CD. I mean, even the CDs are kind of going the way of the dinosaur, Steve. Yeah, that's true. I like the CD format myself. I did too, because it was just pristine audio and yeah. it actually, I enjoyed the, the art that they would put on yeah. the CD as well as the, the box art itself. But then you always had to put the, the CD case somewhere. You did. But at the same time, it's the same thing as records in the sense that it was a, I would say it's a, a, uh, a pride thing. You know, you, you look at your collection of what you've amassed. And if you're a big music aficionado, like, you know, that was kind of something that would have conversations start. You bring your buddies over and you're like, yeah, this is my, uh, my music collection. And people check in like, oh yeah, man, this was great. You know? Pretty cool. Yeah, and well, CDs. Well, here we're getting off topic. Raza, I want to start talking about music. I can continue. <laughs> now, Udon, if you recall, Steve, Omar Dogan, who I have commissioned on a couple of occasions yes. to uh, draw me some yes. character goodness, yes. he worked for Udon. They're going to have a booth there, and they are bringing back their popular SDCC exclusive Street Fighter metal cards. So um, I'm not sure if I will necessarily get any of them, but I definitely want to take a look at them uh, from an appreciation standpoint. Just because um, a lot of the Udon artists, I think, uh, put some time and effort into that, so that looks pretty cool. But Dugan's not going to be there, the Dugster. I don't know if Dogan, is, Mr. Dogan, is going to be there. Um, you know, he lives in Canada. I'm not sure if he's going to ah. make the trip or not. I should, you know, I should ping him. Mm. Why don't you tweet him? Yes. Yeah. One of the really cool things that's occurring this year is that there has been a Comic-Con museum 
that's being built in San Diego. It's a 68,000 square foot building. It's pretty small, isn't it? 68,000? I'm just kidding, Ross. Okay, I was just say, like, trying to Josh you a little bit. Okay. Give you a goose. <laughs> Josh me or Jimmy me. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but anyway, what was really cool is that the idea behind it is that there it's going to be treated almost like um, Hall of Fame or... Um, you know how celebrities will be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Like if you're a baseball player that's like amazing, like Barry Bonds or, or Mark McGuire or something like that. Or if you're a celebrity and, and you get inducted in due to like just, you know, how popular you are, how, how talented you are, that sort of thing. Well, they're doing the same thing except with comic books and with characters in particular. So the very first character that is going to be inducted into this Comic-Con Museum Hall of Fame is Batman. <laughs> so what's really neat about this is apparently they're going to have some pretty high-standing, well-known people who have made big impacts in the world of Batman give speeches. They're going to have memorabilia from the movies and the TV shows and stuff on display for you to check out. You take pictures and that sort of thing. They will also have a... Um, Silent auction as well as uh, just a normal auction, like a, a bidding auction. Can I bid on the tumbler? I, I don't know if you bid on the original, but however, I don't know what the items are going to be, but it, it's open to people who have preview night. And preview night is difficult to get, Steve. It's the first night in the long week. Not only that, but in order to attend, it does co oh, cost, cost, yes. I was going to say something else it does cost some cash so if you want to go for like the main event it's going to be 250 bucks if you want to have early access and be able to watch him kind of set up and you know get a lay of the land and have some hors d'oeuvres and some champagne you know uh that will cost you 750 oh my gosh so i mean it, it is not something where you can just come off the street and be like hey what's up what's going on in here you know like uh, hey it, guys, what are you doing in here? It hey. makes me wonder what the heck are they going to have in there? So, I mean, because I mean, people will be pretty upset if, like, you know, it's it's some sort of little joke of a, a presentation. I I, th I mean, I really do think it's going to be kind of um, they're going to hobnobbing with some of the more elite in there. They're going to have Christian Bale and Michael Keaton do a I'm Batman off back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> see who can do it the longest and the best. You know, honestly, I would I would pay to see that. I don't know how much I would pay, but I, you know, I, I would pay for it. You know. Anyway, there's just a ton of stuff that's going on. Jim Lee, of course, is going to be having signings. Todd McFarlane has got his autograph stuff set up. Jim Lee actually was picked to come up with uh, the cover art for the SDCC program because it's basically it's the fiftieth. Comic-Con in San Diego. Have you seen his work? Not the banner, no. What's super cool is that he has made characters that I've never seen him draw before. Oh, I'm he, sure he's got imagination, Russ. Well, see, here's the thing. Typically, he he tends to stick to just what he's paid to draw. So, like, if, you know, when he was at Image, he would just focus on his creations. Right. He would sometimes, you know, do a character from one of his fellow artists that worked at Image, but... It wasn't like he he all of a sudden went over and did something else. So like, you know, for instance, like um, DC, he really didn't start drawing Batman and other characters from the DC world until he he actually started working for DC um, and um, 
sold his company and everything else. You know, DC essentially acquired his homage studios, Wildstorm Productions, that sort of thing. So it's pretty cool to see that he ended up drawing Spider-Man as one of the characters. He has like this, this explosion of characters coming at the screen. And uh, of course, you know, there's some DC representation, of course. But like, I think he drew uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead. And he drew Hellboy and he drew, he, you know, he drew actually quite a few characters I've never seen his take on. I, for one, hope that they're going to be selling some kind of poster of that because that is actually really neat to see him, like I said, draw these characters that I personally have never seen him take a stab at. And, and they all look, of course, amazing. So what do you think about that, Steve? I think it's amazing. <laughs> Okay. Now there is going to be a, an autograph signing of some sort of Avengers Endgame. Okay. How about that? Okay. 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 <laughs> there is going to be some sort of signing for Avengers. It. It's all up to you. Okay. okay. Anyway, yeah, the Russo brothers will probably be on there. The one thing that I don't know about is I don't know what do you don't know, Ryan? Which cast members are going to be part of the Avengers Endgame signing? Of course, there will be a video game presence in addition to Square Enix. Uh, Rockstar Games is going to be there. Yes. I think Rocksteady uh, Studios might oh, actually be there. Right up your alleyway. Microsoft, um, I believe, is going to be there. They're going to have a booth. Um, Nintendo and Sony may also have a presence as well. But the video game side of things nah. tends to be a bit Small. on the smaller side. Yeah. I will say, though, in the past, there ha I mean, every time I've gone, it has been really cool to check out their booths just because of the new games. Like You, you can demo the games that were shown at E3, for instance. Well, didn't Brad play Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I think? He did. Yeah? I remember, Russ. Oh, that's, 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 that's great, Steve. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Also, there will be another signing at the Marvel Studios booth that has the development, the visual development team of the movies. So this is basically the concept design team. Everyone who came up with all of the different looks for all the different characters of the Avengers will be there for a signing. And that would be something that I personally am very interested in as well. I know you are. Have to see. Art Germ will be there um, along with a sea of other crazy talented artists. I'm going to be hoping to uh, also pick up some prints that he will have available. And man, you know, it's, it's crazy to just look at because you, you do have so many studios and companies that will be giving away swag, have events, that sort of thing. Now I really can't cover everything in this particular podcast episode, but I, for one, am glad of the changes that they've made. I'm looking forward to the different things that I'll be able to participate in as well. And, of course, I'll be able to get away from the heat of Texas. How close is the convention center to the beach? Oh, I mean, the convention center is right off the water. Oh, Russ, you got to go to the beach. Well, okay, so let me explain. <laughs> the, the area that the convention center is at um, is actually next to a harbor. There's like a bunch of boats and ships and stuff that cool. are docked right there, but there's no beach. Oh. The beach is further down the road. Okay. I'm just letting you know. Uh, just go to the beach, Russ. San Diego beaches are nice. Yes, they are indeed. Did you have any other questions about uh, what my expectations are about this year's Comic-Con, Steve? Russ, where are, some, uh, where are your George Lucas four-inch sole shoes. No. <laughs> I did that for Halloween. <laughs> You're going to need them. 
But I asked you if you had any questions for us, Dave. I don't. No questions. Are you know? Are there any uh, items that I mentioned to you that you're hoping I will have a good experience with? Steve? Closer to the event, yes, I do. Russ. Right now, I think you're gonna have fun. I don't know if you're gonna have a blasty blast. I think it'll be a good getaway for you. Mm. I think you ought to, uh, you know, not just rub elbows. Maybe, uh, maybe do some fist bumps with some people. You know? <laughs> no. Do some uh, pinky swears. Hey, hey. <laughs> nice to meet you. Why are you grabbing me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, nice, cool. Here, shake my pinky. Uh, oh, one other thing that I think is worth mentioning Weird. is that Conan O'Brien is going to be there. I'm so sensible, Conan. He's yeah. got his uh, show that he's going to put on, and the tickets are free. Actually, you know what? I think he was there before. He I has think. made several visits. Yeah. And it's, uh, I've heard it's really fun. And it should be. I mean, I like Conan. Conan's okay. Conan's my uh, my late night guy, Steve. Is he really, Russ? Are you just saying that? No, actually, uh, if I were to compare all the current late night hosts, I would say Conan is my favorite. Over Jimmy Fallon. Over Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you you are. I enjoy Jimmy Fallon, don't get me wrong. I I enjoy watching Jimmy Fallon, but Conan, you know, I've had a longer history with, you know how long Conan O'Brien has been on? I know. He's been on quite a while. Quite a while. I think he got his start in like the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Something about, yeah. Although I miss his Max Weinberg and the Weinberg. Yes. The Weinberg 7? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I. I felt like I mourned a little bit. Like, yeah, because they had this weird thing that happened where like he was going to take over for Jay Leno for NBC. And I think Max Weinberg and the, and the seven were going to be coming with him. And then Jay Leno wanted his show back. And so then they were all kind of in this like limbo and didn't know what was going to happen. And I, I, they, you know, they, I think Conan eventually went over to TBS and right. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Steve. I always liked that. I always enjoyed what they, brought to the scene well that wraps up this episode of joygasm make sure you tune in next week when we have a special guest bradley on the show to be able to sit in get off fred brad that's right for steve who will not be there with us (laughs) that'll be a a fun show for you not to miss i want to thank you for hanging out with us this episode if you enjoy this episode we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor you'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show not to mention, it really helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn, Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live and watch Steve Cook in Sea of Thieves every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We will see you next week.